I know you missed us, but hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Gleeson with my tag team partner, Matt Story. We're both here. Urban Meyer suspended, but that is it. That's all the college you're going to get. That's it. Yep. Yep. It's time for our 2018 NFL preview. This is our second NFL preview that we've done on the record. Yes. And our, I'm going to say, I don't know, 18th that we've Come done. On, close to that, I think. Yeah, probably, probably at least 15 uh, that we've, we've at least, you know, discussed Super Bowl picks and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So to give you all an understanding of how we're going to do this, Matt and I break down the divisions, AFC and NFC. We'll give you our playoff picks, then we'll tell you what we think is going to happen in the playoffs. We'll give you our MVPs, our Player of the Years, our Rookie of the Years, and then you'll get to uh, laugh at this because it's going to be mostly <laughs> Peterman. That was a disaster. Yeah, 
It was, although he's been good in the preseason. In his two games, he's played pretty well, but yeah, we'll see. And, and with the Jets, you know, they spent $15 million on quarterbacks not named Sam Darnold, and now right. they're trying to get out of that, you know? Yeah, they are. They are. Bridgewater seems to have a market, uh, but it sort of seems like they want to go with Darnold and have McCown be the veteran backup. And, uh, you know, I, I, in some ways I wonder why not just start Bridgewater um, and let Darnold come along a little slower. I mean, I know they like him, but there's no rush. But it seems like everybody's in a rush. You know, uh, didn't we talk after the draft and we talked about how, you know, well, Darnold and Allen, they both probably won't start right away. Here, here it looks like, you know, two weeks before the season, that might be exactly what we're looking at. And they might be the only two to they start. Might be, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they probably are the only ones with a chance. Doesn't look like Rosen's going to in Arizona. And, and Cleveland is giving no signs that they're not going to start Sherrod Taylor. Not sure if you heard that during your out of the country, uh, you know, expedition there, but the name of the pronunciation of his name has changed to Tara instead of Tyra. Well, I was going to get that wrong, and probably still will when we talk about <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it appears that they're sticking with him. Flacco is, is pretty much entrenched in Baltimore, so yeah, it looks like those two are, are the likely ones to start right away. I will say this about the Browns' approach. This feels, and they can only hope that they get the same outcome, but this feels like when Carson Palmer got taken number yes. one overall by the Bengals, and they came out in training camp and said, John Kitna is starting for the Bengals. Yes, it does. It does, and, yeah. Yeah, they, they've stuck with it. And, you know, the reason the Bengals were able to stick with it is Kitna played well, and they, they were pretty good that year. Uh, they didn't make the playoffs, but they, they were in the mix till the end, and, you know, and, and they ended up making it the next year with Palmer. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. They certainly could have that, but but yeah, not to get away from the from the AFC East. I I think Darnold seems like the surest bet, and and it kind of seems like it's going in the direction of Josh Allen starting from Week One. Which, as a fan, I'm intrigued because uh, we're going to see him in Week Four, and I'd like to see him as somebody who you know just looking at it objectively. I don't know if that's the best idea. As a prognosticator, yeah. I think it's a bad idea, and I have the Bills finishing last. I go, I go Patriots, Dolphins, Jets, Bills with my okay. division. I'll go Patriots one, obviously kind of gave that away. I'll go Jets two. I think they got a pretty good defense, um, and, and they were in a lot of games last year. You know, Darnold can give them the spark that, that maybe, you know, they're hoping for. Um, I'll go Bills three, Dolphins four. But I think you can take the Jets, Dolphins, and Bills and throw them in a hat. I think they'll probably all finish somewhere between eight and eight, six and ten. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think any of them will be horrible, and I don't think any of them will be playoff teams. Based on what you're saying, it sounds like you agree with what I'm about to say, which is I do not have a wild card team coming. Up. I do not. No, no. Well, let's move since we've already drifted there. Let's move to the AFC North. Um, I don't have them winning the division, but let's talk about the Cleveland Browns a little bit. Yeah. They pick up Jarvis Landry, who's been very fun to watch on Hard Knocks. Yes, yes, um, they they add to Rod Taylor to play quarterback. There you go. There you go. They, they've got um, a decent offensive line. You and I both know that they uh, have acquired a number of Sun Devils. So that's, they have. you know. They have Demarius Randall from the Packers, uh, Kickers, and Gonzalez, as we know. So yeah, they've got a, they've got a fair amount of influence on 
So you know they're a team that speaks victory. That's um, right, that's right, yes, right from the top grand tree. And I don't think that they will go 0-16, and in fact, I will say this, I don't have them last in the North. I don't either. I, I have it Steelers, Ravens, Browns, Bungles. Well, I would go the exact same order. Um, I think the Steelers are the team to beat there, uh, but I fear we're looking at another year where the Steelers week to week are badly inconsistent. Uh, they'll probably end up somewhere around 11 or 12 wins, but they won't be they won't be the team you expect. It just kind of seems like this group is getting a bit stale. Um, they still have tremendous talent with Antonio Brown and Bell when he comes back. Roethlisberger's still really good, and, uh, but it just it just feels like something is off there, and I don't know that they fix that. I think they'll win the division, but I, I'm not as high on them as I have been because I keep waiting for it to click with this group, and it's not clicking, and I think it might be too late. Well, we have now gone through each of my first-round buys in the AFC. I have the Steelers and the Pats getting the buys. Okay. Um, I do not. I have the Pats, but I do not have the Steelers. I am intrigued by the young team, Cleveland, um, between Garrett last year. I don't think they'll play Mayfield, but they've added veterans who you will care about. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. who I think will expect to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I think they're going to be markedly better. I, I, I think six and ten. I think six and ten. I was thinking six and ten. I was going to say the same. I don't know that they can win eight games, um, but I think they could be a team that maybe you know going into December is sitting there at you know five and six and on the outside of playoff contention. I think the wild card race in the AFC is going to be a lot like last year. It'll be. You know, nine wins may get you in, ten for sure. Um, and, and I think, you know, they'll be they'll be on the edge and they just won't be able to get across the finish line. The interesting thing will be, you know, is that enough to save Hugh Jackson or do they go get a new coach? Uh, I don't know. You know, it'll, they'll be an interesting team to watch because of hard knocks and kind of seeing behind the scenes. And, uh, and you know, I, I, don't, I don't know if it will be or not, uh, but I do think they'll show significant improvement. I mean, it'd be hard not to, honestly. I mean, you know, speaking the obvious, they didn't win a game. So if they win, you know, three games, that's pretty significant group. They will be infinitely better by winning one. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, and I'm with you on the Bengals. I think that, uh, I think that, you know, talk about getting stale. <laughs> it's, it's really stale. Uh, I mean, the Steelers are stale, but they're making the playoffs. The Bengals, keeping uh, Marvin Lewis is a head scratcher. He, He's done a great job there over the years. He's been in the playoffs six or seven times, which is unheard of for Cincinnati. But still, it's it's over, and and they just they just feel like they're recycling the same thing, hoping to get back to where they were, you know, four years ago when they when they got close, they knocked on the door and couldn't break through it. And I, I just think you know it's just going to get worse before it gets better. I think that they have squandered a Hall of Fame talent in AJ Green, and. I don't, not to say that he'll make it necessarily, but, that, oh, but, but he's, I think he had, I think he has a shot now, and I think that had he been in a better organization, he would have more accolades. He certainly was the best at getting his number two complimentary receiver paid. During the he was, yeah. I mean, what you look at, I, I go back, they, they came here to play Arizona in 2015. It was the year the Cardinals were really good too, and it was a Sunday night football game, and 
cannot keep them all, which you can't. I mean, it's reality in the NFL. You've got to make some decisions, and guys, you know, that you draft, they drafted really well for that team, and they let guys go, had to, and they've not drafted well to replace them. It doesn't seem like they, they've not brought the second wave in to replace the guys they had to let go for free agency. I agree, and I think your point about, you know, being stale, you don't get more stale than this. Now, uh, it feels like it, yeah, yeah. Lewis and Dalton back again, it's like, man, you know, and, and neither one's bad. Even down on Andy Dalton, I know they love to kick him around. He's been a good quarterback, but I just feel like, you know, the, the time is up there. Yeah. As I look at Green's career, 102 games played, 8,200 yards receiving, 57 career touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, he's got a shot. Receivers are going to be so tough mm-hmm. over the next, you know, decade plus because the numbers are just astronomical. The guys are putting up. You look at Jarvis Landry, who you just talked about. You know, his receptions are on the Hall of Fame picks, but, you know, the reception stat is really getting devalued because so many of these guys, and Landry's a great example, they, they catch every pass within five yards of the line. Just extended running games, you know, so the the volume of receptions is so hard to compare with past eras because you know Jerry Rice, who's an outlier, obviously, but he didn't he didn't. I mean, it'd be fascinating to do a look at like how many passes did he catch within two yards of a line of scrimmage? I bet very very few. And these guys nowadays, it's all bubble screens and quick passes, and you know, works. But it's just it's changed the stats so much. I mean, it's basically running plays, and, and it's it a really Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's hard. I mean, and, you know, Green certainly is also a really good start. Um, but, and, you know, projecting anybody for the Hall of Fame, currently active receivers, probably besides Fitzgerald, and probably Antonio Brown, given his tremendous production for years and years now. I don't know. I mean, there, there's a lot of good ones, but you just, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to, to pick out the best when their careers are done. I mean, Julio Jones was certainly off to a great start, but I don't think he's there yet. And I don't think Green is either. I'll put it in perspective. Jarvis Landry has played four seasons, and he already has 400 catches. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, yeah. yeah. And, and what's his yards per catch? Probably 10 or 12, I'm guessing, at most. Yeah, it is not a lot. Let me hold yeah. on and see how you grab it for you. I thought I was pretty good with the 400 catches. I didn't realize that I was going to do that. Well, no, I mean, uh, you don't ten, have to, but... Ten yards ten. Okay, so, so, I mean, it goes to show you, that, you know, you look at the guys like Jerry Rice and, Jerry and Rice you know, did Moss. So, Jarvis Landry's career average is 10.1 yards per catch. Jerry Rice did not have a season in his career where his average yards was under 10.7, and that uh, happened to I would think not. Yeah, I mean, the game's just so different now. I mean, you know, I'm not a Cardinals fan, I'm not a Larry Fitzgerald fan. But, I mean, you know, yes, he's caught 100 passes the last two or three years, but, I mean, how many of those I've watched, majority from, you know, 15 and 16, are short passes that are, that are basically run plays. I mean, he stands up, he catches the ball, and he gets, you know, six yards. And again, it's effective. Don't, don't mistake me, I'm not criticizing it. But you have to put it in the right context. I mean, 100 catches nowadays is nothing like it used to be. When we were when we were kids, and you know, I, I think Tim Brown had a 100 catch season, and it was like you know, unbelievable. So 100 catches now, you know, 100 catches if you do that in your sleep, it seems like. 
Yeah, or how about uh, Tio had the 20 catch game? And it's like, well, now that, that is still rare, but it happens yeah, once a year. It could happen more often, yeah, yeah, you know. So it's just, it's so different now, uh, you know, judging receivers, quarterbacks too, but receivers even more so. It's going to be so hard to decipher for the Hall of Fame, you know, and it already is. We would see, you know, the, the delay in getting some guys in, and it's just going to get harder and harder. Let's move to the AFC South. Remember how when we started, I said it got a little weird? Yeah. Both my wildcard teams are good. I thought about doing that. I decided to just take one. Um, but yeah, this is a good division. Uh, and, and I think you could make a good case, really, if you wanted to, for all four teams making the playoffs. Uh, and, and that's probably the only division I'd say that about in the AFC. I went Jacksonville, Houston, Tennessee, Indy. Okay. I don't think that Andrew Luck will be the Andrew Luck of 2015-16 yeah. this year. I I think that it's too much to be out of the game for as long as he was. Yeah. And I just expect a, a progression as the season goes and he knocks the rust sure. off. I, I think that's probably reasonable. I, I was talking myself into picking him to make the playoffs, but after going and seeing them a couple nights ago, um, they don't have much of the layups of talent around him on offense. Now, granted, T.Y. Hilton was out. He's injured. He's supposed to be back. Nothing major, but he missed that game. But she just looked and thought, wow, they, they really don't have a whole lot for him to throw to. Running back is, is a, a whole bunch of, you know, pretty much no-name guys. Um, not that those guys can't, you know, one of them could have or would be great. We've seen it all the time in running back, but... I just, I'm watching them and I'm thinking, I have a hard time picking them. And because the division is good, I am going to pick them to finish last. But I do think they'll be better. I think they'll be, you know, improved. I think Frank Wright's a good coach. I think things are, are on track there, but probably not this year. I think that the Titans are going to be very solid. I think they are the last wildcard team somewhere 9 and 7 range. I think that this division is going to beat the tar out of their non-conference opponents. Yeah. Across the board. I think across the board. Because I think each one of them in their spot is better than who they were across from when you do the seeding the seeding games. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're Probably is, is DeAndre Hopkins. Whether he can keep it up, who knows? But 
and uh, I'm doing it with, you know, before Watson. With very little help. We at quarterback. Yeah, very much, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm banking on them to really turn it around and, and ride the Deshaun Watson train, basically. Um, Going to lean on the Jacksonville defense and say it's still pretty good. But I think there's some flaws there that were exposed a little bit in the playoffs. And, and teams have had an entire offseason now to, to look at what they do, and that's this is what happens. You know, you, they were surprised last year. Now everybody who's playing them has spent time looking at what they do well and what they don't, figuring out how the Patriots attack them. And, and so, you know, I think you'll see a little bit of regression from that now. I go the other way on that. I think that their scheme is good, and they have an offseason to realize these are our flaws. And, yeah. And it's the there's a Simpsons episode from probably 20 years ago at this point where it's like they were doing like a battle bots type thing, and it's like, yeah. Oh no, they found their flaw they, or their greatest weakness, and they turned it into their greatest strength. And, and I think that might be the thing with their defense. It's going to be, oh, they got exposed. Okay, well, they still have two corners who are shut down. They still have a, a front seven that is menacing. And as long as, you know, Miles Jack's knee is okay, yeah. uh, I think they'll be okay. You know, Calais Campbell is the anchor. He's healthy. He and Ramsey and Bouye are good. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, agree, agree. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Ramsey is, is an emerging star with his personality, I think. I guess. Um, I got Kansas 
City too, and I'm I'm all in on the Los Angeles Chargers winning this division and getting that other bye that we spoke of. So I had the Chargers third. I also have Kansas City too. Okay. Why why so bullish on the Chargers? Titans, 
Houston over the Raiders. New England over Houston. Jacksonville over Pittsburgh. And I'm expecting by that point, Pittsburgh will be banged up as they usually are by that point. Yeah, yeah. And then I have the Jags going into New England and winning to advance to the Super Bowl. Putting it on paper. 
much as anybody in the world. I think I love Tiger Woods, maybe more than you know anybody that's not related to him. But I ain't paying to watch an exhibition golf. I'm just not. I might, you might talk me into pay-per-view for the Masters if that ever happened or something like that. But I'm not paying on a on a football Friday to watch exhibition golf. I think it's a terrible idea. Let's go back to football. Okay. The NFC East, Matt, the defending yes. Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. Who yep. are returning not one, but two critical quarterbacks. They are, and a lot of other pieces as well. I mean, for a, for a Super Bowl champ, they didn't lose much. You know, usually you look at these teams and you lose some margin free agents and they look a whole lot. Pretty much all the significant pieces are back. I have them winning the division. I do too. And I have them getting a bye. I do too, but not the top five. Hmm. Okay. Well, again, but, yeah, agree to disagree. I'm, I'm with you on. I'm with you on that. Uh, who's your two, three, four? I go Washington, New York, Dallas. Crumbling. 
a, a, a pillar of strength is starting to fall. And you know what? They, they've never had to see what Zeke can do behind a bad line. And I don't think he's Adrian Peterson in his prime, where it doesn't matter who the line is, he's going to kill people. And I'll tell you something else. I don't think Dak running around for his life is going to look nearly as impressive, especially when you don't have to respect the run game as much. So I think yeah. that offense, I, I'm betting against their offense with this move. I think well, their offense is bad. I can see it. I mean, I, I, I think they're going to be good enough. Again, I, I'm with you. I don't have them in the playoffs. I've got a third. I think we, we, you have it last, I guess. Um, but I think, I think they'll hang in. I think they'll see it much like last year. I think they'll be 8-8, eight, eight, seven and 9 you know, they'll be in it till December, but it won't be quite enough. Uh, I, I think, you know, Dak will benefit from not having Des Bryant around anymore. Uh, just be able to, you know, play in the offense and not force it to somebody. Um, may not benefit as much from losing Witten. I mean, Witten is a great security blanket, obviously, that's gone now. Uh, Elliott's going to be interesting. He did not have a great second year. All the suspension stuff, and the, you know, but he was out of shape. Uh, you know, he came in overweight. He just wasn't the same player. We'll see if he could get back to the form, or if it's you know, he's a fluke in some ways. I mean, not, you know, he's still good, but was that first year kind of fluke issue? How good it was? I think it was. It could be. It could be. And I, I'm not a huge Jason Garrett man. I, you know, I don't think he's a coach who's going to put you over the top. Um, I kind of feel like New York Dallas is a toss up. Um, I'm going New York because of Eli and because of Saquon Barkley, and I, I think you know there's a little bit more to life there. But uh, you know, to me, that's a lot like the AFC East. You could put them in a hat, throw them up in the air, they, you know, whatever order they come down in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that all of them are somewhere probably between six and ten and eight. Yes, yeah. yes, I think you're right. Let's move to the only division that matters: the NFC North. Aaron Rodgers, revenge season. Packers win the division. Do not get a bye, but win the division. And I think that he does some sort of move to uh, Anthony Barr where he either throws the ball off his head or, or lets the rush through so that he can intentionally drop him and then they say, unnecessary roughness. And he's like, on the quarterback? And I, uh, think, I see, I got you, yes, yes, a little uh, sunshine, Ronnie Bass. Yeah, I think okay. he just, I think he just goes and he tells them, you know, he goes to the, he goes to the line and he tells them just let him through, and they're like, what? Okay. And then, okay. you know, because he's the franchise and you don't mess with the franchise. That seems like a dangerous idea given his history of, of you know, collarbone injuries and whatnot. But he, but he does it and it's awesome. That's, okay. that I am taking three playoff teams. Um, Green Bay, Minnesota, and Detroit, in that order. I think they all make the playoffs. Chicago gets better, but not good enough to make it. I have the same order as you, except I do not have the Lions making it. I have them on the cusp, but they okay. get left out for somebody who we'll talk about a little later. You know, you know I have to pick the Lions. I mean, that's kind of like my annual, you know, I, I basically, unless things are just disastrous there, I'm going to take the Lions to make the playoffs. And it's Matt Patricia's first year, so you don't even know it's going to be a disaster until they make sense. I mean, I think he will be better than Jim Collins. 
Tim Cole was a very good coach. Um, seems like a pretty good guy. You know, people you know speak highly of him. Don't love his coaching acumen. Um, so I think Matt Patricia will improve things. I think they're going to be better running the ball. They have to be. I mean, the, the lack of running success the last two or three years has been amazing. Um, that they've been able to be good at all. It's an you know, inability to run the ball at all, it seems like. But, uh, you know, I, I go with them. And, and to me, Minnesota Green Bay is a tough call because Minnesota should be really good, too. Uh, I mean, they've got a really good defense that they've added to with Sheldon Richardson. Kirk Cousins, I think, is an improvement at quarterback. I just think it's the nature of the NFL. They're going to regress a bit. They're not going 13-3 again. But they could go 11-5 very easily, I guess. I have more concern as a Packer fan about Richardson than Cousins. Because, yeah, yeah. because their offense was fine, but their defense was terrifying, and it's always it better than that. And they get somebody who's better, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they, got, they got players at all levels on that defense, and Mike Zimmer's a really good defensive coach. I mean, it, it feels like they are well positioned. Uh, to me, that's a really tough division to pick because I, I think, you know, Green Bay is going to be much better with a healthy Rodgers all year if he does stay healthy. And, and, but I think Minnesota's not going away. So uh, that's that's a tough one. And, um, I'm going Detroit in part because this is that mentality. Well, and what you just said about how it's a tough division, that's why I don't have the Packers getting in okay. Me too, me too. I feel the same, and, and, and I would have said the same if I picked Minnesota. It's, it's kind of the same theory of why I have Houston fourth in the AFC, because I feel like, you know, when your division's tough, it's tough to go, you know, 13 and 3 or better, which is probably what you need to get a buy. And it's why the Patriots get a buy every year. Exactly. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. So let's, uh, let's move on to the NFC South, and this yeah. is where. Other than Jacksonville making the Super Bowl, which I don't feel like is that bold of a prediction, here is my yeah. bold prediction. Okay. The number one pick in the 2019 NFL Draft will be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who will be the worst team in football, and okay. the Dirt Cutter era. Well, it would have the Dirt Cutter era, I think that's for sure. I'm not as down on them, but I do have them finishing last division. I, uh, although, I will say this. Davis has been great in the preseason, and I know he's out the first three games, but maybe maybe something will, will flip for him. He, you know, he had a really good 2016, not a very good 2017. I'm hoping that he can find something and get back to, you know, looking like the franchise guy he looked like. Uh, but I do have, I mean, this is a good division, too. Right? I, I struggled not to pick two teams out of this division to make the playoffs, but again, this came down to picking the Lions, and... I'm going to pick the Lions over Atlanta or Carolina. And yes, that means I've got New Orleans winning the division. I have Atlanta winning the division, and I don't have another team from this Okay. Team. Okay. Well, I have New Orleans. I don't have another team, but I, I go New Orleans, Atlanta, Carolina, Tampa. And I have got New Orleans getting that number one seed we spoke of earlier. Wow. Because this is a good division. That that cuts against to me. It does, it does, but I, I just I think New Orleans was right there on the cusp last year. They lost, you know, a couple of road games by close margins, and then they lost in that heartbreaker in Minnesota. But they were young, they had a bunch of rookies. All those guys are second year guys now. I think 
think they are primed. They are they are a team I'm very, very high on. Well, I have Atlanta, and I have Atlanta as my four. I have Green Bay okay. as my three. Okay. And my I have Philly as my one. So my two is coming from the NFC West. Okay, okay. Uh, but right. Before we get there, what do you think Cam Newton's year looks like? Is it good Cam? Is it bad Cam? Is the Ron Rivera era done? I don't know. I, I, think, um, I think it might work a lot like last year. I think he'll have some moments where he's really good. I think he'll have some moments where he's not. I, I think we kind of, maybe we know what Cam Newton is now. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's very solid, but I'm not sure he's a superstar in the sense of that he's ever going to be, you know, at the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers level of quarterbacking. But he's really, really good. I mean, you can win with him. They got to a Super Bowl. He won an MVP. I'm certainly not knocking But I'm not sure that, you know, he's he's that kind of player on a full-time basis. I think 2015 was probably the best year of his career and will remain that way. All right. So do you have Carolina 3, then? I do. I do, yeah. And Tampa 4. Let's move to the NFC West where my number two seed LA Rams and my wild card San Francisco 49ers. Uh, drinking the Jimmy G Kool-Aid, I guess. Oh, just you wait because you just <laughs> said the name of my most valuable player in the NFL. Richard Sherman, his prime was over. Uh, 
Cam Chancellor's prime was definitely over. I mean, they were great, but but you know, football moves fast, and guys who were great four years ago and sitting less with your quarterback, usually they're not great four years later. And and uh, so I don't think they've lost as much as people think. I think you look at oh, they lost all these Pro Bowlers, Well, they lost you know Pro Bowlers from 2014, 2018. Got to move on, and they did. Here's. Here's the argument I would make back at myself. The start of their schedule, Ben, are at the Broncos, who you picked to be terrible, at the Bears, who you picked to be terrible, home against the Cowboys, who you picked to be terrible. That's that's three last place teams, according to you. Yeah, Yeah. two for me. And then they get the Cardinals, who are the team that you have right right next to them in the yeah, list. Yeah, it's a manageable start. It definitely is, yeah. I mean, I just, I'm high on Russell Wilson. I like him. I, I don't think he gets enough credit uh, for I, what he did. I think he gets you know, plenty of credit, and I I really enjoyed when Aaron Rodgers was feuding with him with their snap <laughs> comments. Uh, and that I, you know, I didn't have a problem with it, but I like both of them. I mean, like, I Playoffs. 
Cowboys going to the Saints. You got the Saints over the Lions. You got the Eagles over the Packers in the NFC second round. And then I've got the New Orleans Saints beating the Eagles and getting back to the Super Bowl and winning it over the Chargers. So, Saints, Chargers for Matt, Packers, Jags for me. Both of us are going to probably be wrong, but that's all right, because it's probably just going to be the Patriots and the Eagles again. I <laughs> feel uh, the Chargers, I admit, is a little bit of a limp. Uh, I really feel good about the Saints. I thought it back in January. Uh, when they were making their run, I thought, you know, before they played Minnesota, I remember thinking, well, if they don't do it this year, I'm in on them for next year. As long as Breeze came back and Peyton came back and, you know, no major changes. And they got so close last year, and that loss was a killer, how they lost that game. But I really feel like that's going to be, for them, that might be the, you know, Ray Allen shot over the Spurs. That might be the thing that just pushes them along all year. That could be. Who, so let's do awards, and then we'll get out of here, because this has been going on far too long for Kevin Brady. Uh, I've got Jimmy G as my okay. MVP of the league. Okay. My defensive player of the year is going to be Jalen Ramsey taking that Richard Sherman title. Okay. Okay. And I think it's going to be a respect thing why he wins. Okay. Because I think that teams, despite how good Bouye is, and Bouye is yeah. good, yeah. teams will not throw at Ramsey. And it's going to be like Deion Sanders. And that okay. he's going to win, and people are going to look back at the numbers and say, well, this isn't like when Charles Woodson won with sure. the Packers and he had nine picks or whatever. Right. And right. it's going to be, well, we're smarter fans now. We're, we're more stats-oriented, but it's smart stats. He doesn't okay. get thrown at, therefore, he's the best no. player. I'm on, I'm on your side there. I got you. And then my rookies of the year on defense – Backing your play of the Saints, I'm putting Marcus Davenport. Okay. Uh, because I do think that's a numbers one, and I think of all yeah. the rookies, he's got the best shot to put up numbers. Okay. And offensively, I think just by virtue of certainty of opportunity, I'm going to take Barkley. Okay. And the Giants. Well, I'll start with rookie of the year because that's where we're the most similar. I also have Barkley winning the offensive rookie of the year because I. I agree. I think he's, you know, he's going to get a lot of chances in both, you know, running the ball and catching the ball, maybe even as a returner. Uh, defense, I'm going to go a little bit more chalk and go Bradley Chubb. Uh, like I said, I think he'll be pretty good. I think he'll get some stats. Uh, you don't have to have team success necessarily to win rookie of the year. Uh, and I think he'll benefit from having Bob Miller opposite him to, you know, get more one-on-one opportunities. Uh, MVP, I'm going Drew Brees. I think he gets his first kind of, you know, this is this is the year Drew Brees cements himself as an all-time, all-time great. He's already there. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame. But he gets that first MVP and that second Super Bowl, and there's no, there's no more quibbling with him at all. And defensive player of the year, same team, different position, former Cardinal Calais Campbell. I like it. That's a good one. That's a good pick. He was close last year. Uh, you know, I think he won the... AP Defensive Player of the Year, or not AP, uh, he won, won the play, Did he win the player vote? The players won that, yeah, the AP, who won the AP Defensive Player of the Year, I remember. J.J. Watt, just even though he was Well, I know, feels like he wins every year. Uh, I mean, Campbell didn't win last year, did he? Am I forgetting? I don't think he did. I don't think he did. I thought he won the I players. I think he won, he won a version of it. There's like, you know, there's 
like six different awards. Let's see, defensive player of the year. I'm gonna look this up. I'm looking. Aaron Donald won one. Aaron Donald. Okay. Yes. Yes. Let's see. Maybe the PFWA was what Campbell got. Yeah. He won the PFWA. The right. Yeah. I'm gonna go with him. I like him. I'm a I'm a Calais Campbell fan. He was he was always a fun guy to be around when I worked for the Cardinals. So I'm, I like seeing him have success. I I support it. Um, who's, your, who's your coach of the year? I know we didn't say we were going to do that. You got one though. Yeah, I think it's Kyle Shanahan. I, well, that makes sense. I I think that I think that they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll get bounced in the first round, but. I think for all the reasons you said, he's got a talented yeah. quarterback and a lot of question marks, and I think he's going to yeah. get that team to 9-7, and, seven, and okay. that's enough for okay. me. Sounds good. I'll I would also awesome. entertain uh, the entire Rams coaching staff because I think that the defensive coordinators need to get coached. Yeah. Yes, yes, okay. I'll go Anthony Lane. Since I think the Chargers will surprise, uh, you know, go to, a, go to a coach who's not maybe expected to be as good, and I've got that being really good, so I'll go with him. Well, there you go. That that's what's going to happen in 2018. We can just take the season now. Um, take this all to the bank. That's right. That's right. Every player whose name we mentioned in a positive way, you should draft on your fantasy team. Every player who you're down on, you should stay far away from. Far away. That's right. And uh, and if you disagree with us, hit us up on Twitter at Ben Matt Pod or. Uh, Heck, if you're listening to this, you have our cell phones. Just call us and tell us what we want. It's the only way I'll stay in touch with some of you if you get on your phone and reach out. <laughs> Matt and I text each other pretty much every day. That's right. That's right. Yes. Maybe that's the key to your podcast is you start reaching out to people. Maybe that's what people need is a little more connections. That's right. That's right. Yes. Until next time, where we will do our 150th episode and our yes. tradition unlike any other, the ASU game-by-game football preview. 2018 season. Herb Edwards era begins in 10 days, and we'll be back sooner than that to break it all down. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.